0: Good morning! Hello. Welcome to a wonderful pre-DLD celebration music to my beers. Am I right?
1: You are right. Very excited. Today is the uh, the day we didn't think was going to happen for 2020. We thought, man, they canceled Dark Lord Day at Three Floyds back in May. We're never, uh, we're never gonna get our Dark Lord, but uh, eventually, you and I kind of figured out that they, they've made the beer at this point, so they're gonna have to sell it. So we uh, to-
0: tested it out a couple of months ago, and you got some previous year's Dark Lords, so, so we know the system works. We know what we're get, going in for.
1: Yeah. So later today, after the show, Zach and I are gonna be at Three Floyds in Munster, picking up our uh, Dark Lord 2020 allotment, and uh, we'll talk more about that and some of the social media shenanigans we have going on. But yeah. There's a lot to talk to. Uh, I'm I'm also on a personal level getting excited because vacation is coming, so I feel like I get to you know explore my craft beer hobby a little bit more than normal during a week.
0: Oh man, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. I didn't even think about that. And that's yeah. just like a day drinking holiday.
1: Yeah, I, di- I didn't have uh, you know the, the money or the time to go travel somewhere this year, but I sure as hell have time to stay home and uh, you know drink some stouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm on vacation, man. All right. Michiana's first, best, 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 and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes, this is Music to My Beers. Music to My Beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. And as Zach said to open the show today, we're very excited because after Music to My Beers is over, you and I are going to be on the road picking up our
0: allotments of Dark Lord. Westbound and... Down ish, yeah. Right? It's it's down, okay. isn't it, Munster? Yeah. Once we hit, once we hit, we get, we take eighty, right? Right. Go all the way across until we get right to the border of Illinois, and but then you, we go south, and right? And then you dip down. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm not excited because there's there is no festival this year, that and that sucks, and we probably won't get one next year. I'm gonna guess, but uh, I am excited that we're gonna get our hands on it, and uh, and. You know, it's it's funny, because I found in my group of Dark Lord nerd friends that the, the beer itself could be pretty polarizing. I've got friends that buy it just so they can flip it, friends that get it just so they can trade it, and I've got some friends that, that get it, but they really don't even like it. And,
0: really?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny, and uh, and I, I, I enjoy it. One, it was the first Russian Imperial stout I'd ever had in my entire life, mm-hmm. and the first time I went to Dark Lord Day was 150 years ago. It was like the second or third one they had, but I had never had... An imperial stout of any kind, Russian Imperial, whatever. Mm-mm. And so at the time, it was so far beyond what I was normally drinking. I was a coarse Light guy, Whoa. have a couple of bells, too hearted every once in a while, but that was about it. And then I jumped straight into the Dark Lord at the time, which it was a shock to the palate. Yeah, And I, re- I remember thinking to myself, who can drink an entire bottle of this? This is like the most filling, thick beer I've ever had in my entire life. Now, since then, tastes have changed. We've mm-hmm. both become accustomed to it, but... Uh I like it. I I'm like it. I'm looking forward to getting it and uh and trying this year's uh trying this year's on for size.
0: And we've we've had a few I wanna say it was a couple of years ago on our Christmas party, our receptionist from downstairs came up and tried it for the first time. We've had a couple of newbies try Dark Lord. Yeah. And she was the one who pointed out to me, and I had never thought this before, but she's like, It it's kinda tastes like soy sauce. Yeah. You know, and, and I know that that's a flavor that people get because it's like the umami or whatever, the savoriness of it.
1: Yeah. And it's got a, it's got a little, it's like a slight briny bite to it. But that's also like the big, uh, like the haters that's what they use on Facebook. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's the
0: soy sauce. But I uh, like sucking on soy sauce. I don't care.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> and the real highlight of Dark Lord Day at Three Floyds, and we've talked about it a zillion times also, is the the variant. And this mm-hmm. year, there's what, 13, 14 variants that were listed on the website. And we're pumped because we're each going to get different variants. But, uh, the variants themselves, compared to actual Dark Lord, are miles ahead of of regular Dark Lord. I think.
0: Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, and those are the, the basically what go for the most amount of money on like a Craigslist or you know some of those secondary sites where people are trying to trade. It's it's the variant that people want. They don't necessarily care about the year.
1: No, and then uh, and I've had some of the the bigger league, more celebrated ones like the French Vanilla Militia, the Marshmallow mm-hmm. Hanji. That's also fantastic. But to me, even the lower level ones, I had one from 2015 that was just a uh, just a, a plain port barrel Dark Lord, Ooh. and it was it was incredible. It's got a. They all have different flavor profiles, and uh, that's and
0: the sweet one, right? Yeah, one that'll give you the beatus? Yeah, <laughs> the beatus.
1: <laughs> but it's it's fun to see what they do, but also they kind of you know push the envelope as far as your adjunct flavors. I know that Rari uh, Rocher was a big was a big one uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. It was strawberry heavy. And uh, and chemtrail mix is another one that comes up that has has uh, peppers in it, chilies in it, and you're like at first thought, you're like this is going to be disgusting, but when you taste it, it adds a really awesome level of flavor to the whole thing. So,
0: and obviously they use different barrels every year too, because we were looking at the website and it's like, well, why why can't you just for like a chemtrail mix? Why can't you just tell us what the barrel was because it's been made before? But it's like it was secret, was secretive of what the. Like, maybe it was a Four Roses barrel, or yeah. maybe it was Elijah Craig. Well, and they've done
1: a, a Dark Lord and Malort barrels before, Ooh. which, you know, it's, oh, that's got to be something else on the system. Uh, the more we get into <sighs> the craft beer hobby, we've talked with uh, Aaron from Westwood, we've talked to everybody we've talked to about craft beer, we have inevitably asked them about their barrel aging and how they get their barrels. Barrel procurement, to me, is one of the uh, the more fascinating aspects of the craft beer industry. Mm-hmm. Man, what a snobby sentence when you say it out loud. I <laughs> well, but... But the the craft brewers are now in, constantly in need of these barrels that the yeah. that the whiskey distillers are are churning out all the time, and it's just it's fun to see how these guys have to go behind the scenes, make connections, barter, trade, buy whatever to secure them the amount of barrels. But then you take a place. Take a place like Westwind and Elkhart, Mm -hmm. smaller operation. They're not going to need 70 barrels. You need one, maybe. Yeah, but then you take uh, an operation like Three Floyds, and I know that they're distilling now, so eventually they're going to get to a place where they can use their own barrels. That's smart. Yeah, one hand washes the other. But at the same time, like, how many barrels do they need for these runs, these runs of 13 Dark Lord variants? And where do you get them? How do you secure that many? So. That uh, and and maybe that's going to require some reading on my part. We
0: we should do some research because you're, you're right about three Floyds and like I think of like a Founders that has the whole barrel house. When you drive past, I want to say it's 196 as you're going up through Grand Rapids, you can see off to the right as you're headed north the whole big barrel house. And actually, they you go underground because our our buddy um, he's he's no longer with Founders. Uh, Adam, Adam, yeah, he got to go down as like. He, he hit goal or whatever, and so that was like one of the things that he got to experience and go underground into the caverns where they barrel that stuff.
1: And, yeah, and uh, and uh, bare hands with the four roses. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes when you get a, a, a bourbon barrel aged anything, you can either taste it and it tastes great, or you kind of, that four roses mail order bride they do mm. was, uh, you can really tell. You're like, all right, mm-hmm. I can taste the four roses. I know what's going on here. And it makes me feel good, because I look at the bottle, I read it, I think, cool, and you can taste it, and it kind of all clicks, and you feel like I'm getting the full experience. But then there are other times, I know that uh, uh, Goose Island did a Bourbon County Stout and Heaven Hill barrels. Mm. Well, they could have used mm. Kessler barrels, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't taste it. So for me, as a guy who's still trying to get you know uh, any kind of a palate together, that's that's pretty cool, but again, I'd like to know where Three Floyds gets all the barrels, because if they're doing mm. enough beer for 10,000 allotments
0: you know, how many how many barrels is that? I'd like to see that facility. Oh, actually, I think I have. Because when we used to go in and collect it, now that I'm looking back, I it's been five years since I've been. Oh, And wow. I haven't been inside, you know, for quite a while. So now that I'm thinking back on going and picking up because where they had the lottery for the, the variants, you could choose what you wanted and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, that was a whole big barrel facility. It was like stacks and stuff. It looks like, like Costco, when you go there and they have like, right. all those huge, like, the, you can't reach the stuff on the top shelf because they got to get the, the forklifts out and whatnot.
1: Yeah, and also the the sheer amount of, like, data you have to keep track of. Like, what is in this barrel? How long has it been there? Is it conditioning properly? You got you know, you have to take some out every once in a while to see how it's coming along.
0: You need an analytical staff to do that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. If yeah, Three Floyds would ever check their inbox, they would see a plea from Music to My Beers to, like, hey, give us a tour and tell us about the barrel aging process. Yeah, <laughs>
0: come on, Nick. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's not going to happen. But uh, mm. we're going to be at Three Floyds to pick up our Dark Lord later on today. Yeah. We're going on a Music to My Beers road trip, mainly because we could take the company vehicle and uh, save a load on gasoline. Let's ride it off. Right. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because the show started at St. Paddy's Day about six years ago, and St. Paddy's Day is always tied in really closely. That's typically when tickets for Dark Lord go on sale. Mm-hmm. So every time we, we hit a show anniversary, it's like, yeah, you remember that stress of, hey, we got to do the Leprechaun Leap, but we also have to get tickets and uh it, it was different this year i it it's funny i don't think it sold as well as they thought it was going to sell because you know the story with dark lord tickets and a lot of craft beer releases is you know it goes on sale it's sold out in two minutes did you get some no i didn't i'm out mm-hmm. uh but this year you know i logged on we talked about it last week and we logged on to get our allotment and uh we got it instantly in five minutes and then uh, watched and watched and watched as it was available and i think they're even still available now
0: it was that was so stressful now, and now we realize though, too, because we talked about it last week, like a lot of people are would typically make an event of it and they would fly in, you know, from wherever they were in the yeah. U.S. and and make a whole weekend of it. Well, now,
1: and it's a great day. I would never go see those bands on my own, <laughs> but if I'm somewhere where they're playing, yeah, it's fun to check out those, you know, municipal waste and uh, stuff.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. The only one that I knew was uh, Corrosion of Conformity. Yes. That was there. They were one of the bigger ones that have ever played Dark Lord. I, that's pretty incredible. Mastodon, did they? Or are they just. They just brewed together one time, right? Uh, a couple of times, okay. they
1: have, and uh, it's it's fun uh, to go and enjoy the day, make an event out of it. You feel like you could spend a little bit harder, but it's also you know not the worst financial thing in twenty twenty to just get in, get out, and get home without spending a ton of money. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, I would just walk in and just hand three floyds my wall. I'm like, do with it what you want. I'm here to have fun. Uh, another reason that didn't sell out that well is, one, there's no festival, but two, they don't allow proxies. Like, a lot of mm-hmm. places will allow proxy pickups, so if you know somebody who's close can go get it for you, that you can make that arrangement and then get the beer from them later. But they're not allowing that, so you basically have to drive in to get your beer. And on the Three Floyds, uh, the Dark Lord Day Facebook group, there's a lot of people who are just like, you know, I, I want the beer, but it's not worth a seven-hour drive each way for me to come
0: get it. Mm-hmm. And much I much like your KVBS that you could not get
1: right, right. But see, I was gonna. Make, the only reason I was gonna do that is because I was gonna make it an event. Take my wife. We we're gonna have a whole weekend in, in Iowa. But uh, maybe
0: next year. Yeah.
1: But if but if there was no no nothing to do while we were there, and mm-hmm. it was just drive in, get the bottle, and drive home. I wouldn't have. I, I'm positive I wouldn't have done that.
0: I know. Yeah, I would definitely. My wife would be like, "You are crazy," and we're gonna have to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Uh, later today after the show, we're going to go to Three Floyds, pick up our Dark Lord, and we want you to follow along with us. We're going to mention it a bunch between now and the end of the show, but if you follow Music to My Beers on Twitter, on Instagram, on uh, on our Facebook group, or our Facebook page, we're going to be... One of us is driving, so the other one can have a lot of fun and uh, and text and tweet and Instagram and do all that Facebook Live stuff a little bit later on. So if you're listening to this and you think, that sounds cool... Let's do it. Yeah, jump on social media and follow us, and then uh, we'll we'll chit-chat and talk as we go. And then you and I will we'll pull over after we pull in and then we'll get our variants and we'll have a, like an unbagging and find out what we got because the uh, the way that it works is you pull in there's a semi truck there with its trailer open you flash your ID flash your receipt and then they put it in the back and then you move along you don't stop that's awesome
0: yeah. they they fig- they really figured it out and and for the ones that they don't sell out this year i can imagine that that's what they're going to do in ne- like next year or maybe they'll do like a dark lord Maybe they'll do it in the next couple of years, basically, because they'll have all that extra 2020 Dark Lord on hand.
1: Yeah, and it's super disappointing that, uh, you know, you, you start to think about 2021, and you're mm-hmm. like, you know, there's a chance, and I I don't know, man. I know. It's- I don't know if we're going to see festivals and concerts back next year, which is a super
0: huge bummer. Yeah, 2021 is not shape enough to be much better than 2020. Right, right.
1: (laughs) But we're going to get beer today. We want you to follow us.
0: So uh, join us. We have a whole lot of Music to My Beers on tap. We're going to split
1: one here at the top of the hour. We have to get to our pick six and the B-movies next. And now a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers. Bee movie and if you're new to the program, we like to stop down a little bit through the first hour and talk about beer and movies movie. in a segment. We've dubbed the
0: Bee Bee movie. movie,
1: and Zach picked out this one. and I did. Uh, I'm feeling good because I actually saw this in theaters, so I'm, I'm I don't even need to do any research for this.
0: I I can't remember if I saw this in theaters or not. This came out in I want to say 2004 um, or three. It the the premise was it was the Wachowski. The Wachowskis yes. doing it, um, and it was like the first thing that they did after the Matrix, I think. Um, Maybe. And now I'm going to have to look it up online, but V for Vendetta, because they went with Mr. Smith for V. V again yeah
1: and um, uh and the movie was awesome go ahead
0: i i always i do like watching this one on the 5th of november just because remember remember the 5th of november uh cinemark i know that they played it in in theaters again because there's not a whole bunch of new stuff 2006 i was a, a little bit ahead of figuring out when uh this one came out but it's based on uh based on a um uh why am i thinking blanking comic book right I, dude, I
1: I don't know. Was it a graphic novel? Was it based on actual historical
0: events? Maybe. Guy Fox was a, a guy, yeah, right?
1: He was, he was he was real, and then yeah. that mask became the you know the the logo of Anonymous or anon on the internet.
0: <laughs> um, and, and it stars Natalie Portman, and um, now I'm trying to think. Hugo Weaving, that's the guy. It was right. Mister Smith? Mister Anderson. Mister Anderson. Um, he's got a great voice, and I I I do love um. I love everything about the movie I love like the politicalness behind it and like what um what uh guy Fox or th- V was doing then and how like how he went about it you know and yeah. then like inspiring those to like rise up against their government or whatever now I'm getting into like yeah yeah you conspiracy are Go things. Ahead. <laughs>
1: hey, talk more about rising up against the government Zach Miller
0: <laughs> uh that's funny um but I thought I thought that it was like it's very like timely i remember that too and it did really well at the box office It made it almost three times this amount the amount that it was in the budget for yeah in the,
1: in the end where they're blowing up parliament that seemed like a pretty expensive undertaking
0: <sighs> yeah yeah i would imagine i mean uh, he sent that train right in there and yeah. i just loved the the scene and i i could never figure out what you know i don't think he ever took off his mask what he was or how it all happened but i know that he had like there's an accidental fire or something and his skin was like peeled off and yeah i don't recall that too many details about the the beginning part of the movie. Do you remember when she was like in con, in like the entrapment place and like yes. she's sending little messages to whoever was next door and Natalie Portman, and, and gorgeous. Then, well, and then it turned out to just be all like fake, something mm-hmm. that you set her up for. Yeah. Ah, for now, now this movie's coming back to me, and I would give it, I would give it uh, six. Ooh, I know six of the uh, the V Brewing Company Victory Brewing Companies. I'd probably go with six
1: Dirt Wolves. Dirt Wolves is a solid beer.
0: Yeah, double IPA, 8.7
1: six of those yeah i enjoyed this movie a lot i went and saw it when it came out and i'm too thick-headed to pick up on any kind of subtext context or you know what does it all mean <laughs> i'm just like this is cool a guy in a mask and natalie portman's beautiful and, oh there goes parliament
0: oh oh why'd they shave her head you know i was, I was
1: 26 <laughs> i was an idiot i'm an idiot now but i was more of an idiot then so this, i should probably fire this one up again and, and uh see if they're see if I, I take anything more from the movie but i'm gonna give this one four pack Ooh. Of uh ballast points, victory at sea, Imperial Porter. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, and I'm I'm getting more into the uh that roasty, rich, you know, porter vibe. You mentioned a couple weeks ago that you were on a, a porter bend. Yeah, and it's fun because unlike a, a like a, a giant stout or a really super thick double IPA, uh a porter usually it's not that that high volume alcohol, so you can kind of cruise on them a little bit better than you would. Some of the bigger ones. Speaking Mm -hmm. of, uh, I know this is off subject, but did you see that Bells is releasing, uh, released earlier this week, a quadruple IPA? Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. They said that it was like Wednesday at 10 o'clock they released it. I'm like, well, there's no way in hell I'll be able to make it up there.
0: If you want to send some down here, Larry, I'll take it. Right. I'm not right. going to uh, not gonna travel. Yeah.
1: So I'm going to give that uh, a four, and there's our B-movie for the week. And after the top of the hour, in hour number two, Zach and I like to sit down and actually drink some beer here on this award-winning uh, beer program. I'm this kidding. This is a great idea. We haven't actually won any awards. We hope to one day.
0: We need to start submitting for awards, right? That's how you win them. What awards don't, are there? Don't get.
1: Are there awards for beer shows on the radio?
0: We should we should win a, like show or something like that for the Indiana broadcasters, at least. We're like the only beer show in Indiana, I I would dare say that. I don't think Indy has any beer shows. No.
1: There are other beer podcasts out there, but this is the only one on the radio. But uh, we're going to yeah. split one this week, and this week is one that I picked up earlier in the week, and I've already sampled it, and it's... Is it good? It's gorgeous. It's the uh, Founders KBS Maple Mackinac Fudge. Ooh,
0: girl. Have you had this yet? I have not, no. I saw it earlier, and you know what? I'll get to this later in the show but for news and notes, but um, I saw Hershey's uh, Porter's back out again, like in 12 packs.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I saw those, too, because we were talking on the show when you first brought it in a couple of weeks ago, and uh, a lot of people are having trouble getting it. Uh, the Belmont on the south side and I, I saw it a couple places but it was available in 12 packs and I thought wow that was good that wasn't 12 of them good
0: yeah I, I that's the thing like I would it's a novelty thing so I would pick it up maybe once a year now that I got the six pack I'm like I don't need
1: Thank you. Yep, there's your uh, there's your bottle, so you can take a picture of it there for the Untapped.
0: Oh yeah,
1: uh, it's fun. KBS is always good, and I know it's available all over the place now, and uh, you can still find CBS on half a dozen store shelves around you. But KBS is fun because it reminds you of when we were early, early, early into the craft beer thing here, uh, and and KBS was hard to come by. It wasn't easy to get necessarily, and it was a big deal. Now, not so much a big deal. But the I thought the KBS Espresso that came out with six months ago. That was really good. Yeah, it was really good. And and it was fun because you could you could you could taste the espresso. And this one, combining the, of course, Mackinac fudge from Michigan along with the maple. Uh what I'll,
0: I'll let you I've already
1: tasted okay. it, so I'll let you experience it here on the show.
0: Wow. Wow. I've had Mackinac fudge. And I've had the, the CBS. It kind of reminds me, it has a, a hint of that that CBS to it. Yeah. I know that it, was it done in the maple barrels? Is that is that what you said earlier?
1: Or It is imperial stout with Mackinac fudge, coffee, maple syrup, and chocolate aged in oak bourbon
0: barrels. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. That is a dessert. Um, wow. I might have to pick up a four-pack of that. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, wow.
1: It's not sit down and drink two or three of these things. This not is definitely all. just one, and it's a sipper. And actually, splitting one 12-ounce bottle is perfect between the two of us because... You know, six ounces is enough, but I like the nose. And you do get that real roasty fudge nose to it, and then it backs it up when you mm-hmm. when you taste it. Um, I've had a couple of people on Untap say, you know, I like it, but it's a little bit too sweet. But, I mean, you're going to get that when you have something that has maple involved.
0: I get a little bit on the back end. I get a lot of the sweetness, but I also I feel like the coffee balances it out so well. There's like that bitterness that you get from the coffee and also the hops, obviously. But, um, wow. The, the nose is incredible.
1: And I love what they're doing this now. They're making KBS kind of like its own little uh, series unto itself, where they're doing variants every uh, six or seven months.
0: Yeah, I was really sad to see that CBS was going away, um, but I I kind of understand. Like, if they're going to do more stuff like this, where they kind of do one-offs of their signature brand, like they do the um, the hard seltzer guava, right? Or right, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Or Mas-a- yeah, the masagave, right. the seltzers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's also fun... To, to sit back and say, hey, K- Founders is a massive operation, you know, mm-hmm. and the bigger an operation, the slower they are to adapt, to change. I mean, Bells just came out with a hazy with Official about a year or two ago. But to see a place like Founders doing something a little bit experimental with uh, with some of their flagship stuff, it's, that's fun. But also, it's it's good because it means they can they can still get down when they need
0: to. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be kind of nice if they did like a, a Guava Centennial or something like that, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, remember when CBS, the uh, it was... It was not only almost impossible to find, but, like, you'd hear whispers of it being somewhere, or oh, someone's like, yeah. I was in Grand Rapids, I was at the tap room and they had it. And then, I remember one year, you, Ron, and I went down to Fiddler's, because they, there was, like, one keg of CBS in the entire state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Fiddler's Hearth downtown had it, so we were there for the tapping, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And There was a the whole next, event. Yeah, and over the next, then then there was this, then there was, like, hey, it's going to be in bottles. They started bottling it, and then it, it, uh, it was bombers, then it was four packs, now it's everywhere, and now it's gone. So I think it'll come back. So it'll come back in a few years.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I. I. They probably have to let it rest, just because. Like, I mean, it's.
1: I could I go. I could go into any any store today and find some. I guarantee you. Oh, you could. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So there's our split one. We're going wow. to get the pick six Thank here in just you for a minute. Bringing that one too. Hey, no problem. We're going uh, to. I kept scoring. I'm like, you know, Zach's brought like 15 beers in a row. <laughs> So I should probably start pulling my weight on this beer show. Welcome to our little corner of real estate here on the beer show, where we uh, like to give you our recommendations, our suggestions, and things we are hyped about. Uh, we call it the Pick Six, as you just heard, and uh, I'll do three. Zach will do three, and the first one I'm going to throw in this week is, and man, I can't. I'm going to butcher this brewery, but I had it earlier in the week. Uh, you know, sitting back watching the election results not roll in. It's Kuhn, K u h n h e n n Brewing Company. Uh, they have a dark heathen. It's a triple Bach lager. And, triple Bach? Yeah, a friend of mine uh gave me it. I had it down in the basement for a good, I don't know, five or six months and, and decided to get into it this week. And man, it was it was like a it was like a like a bock you'd have, but it was on <laughs> steroids. I mean it was super strong, it was thick, it was murky, but it had that really rich, roasty, kind of stiff spine on it. It was good, but here's the bummer. I only had the one. I don't know how to say the brewery's name, I don't know where to find more. I've never seen it on store shelves, so I think that's just It's going to ride off into the sunset, and that's going to be all she wrote. Oh. Oh. Uh, The other beer I'm going to throw in is something that I've been cruising on, and I I, I may have put it in the pick six for the last, uh, like, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I picked up another case of the uh, Centennial from Founders this last week, and uh, Mm. it's a great filler beer for your cellar, for your fridge. Mm -hmm. If you're having company over or friends, because it's cheap, it's easy to find, comes in a 15-pack, and uh, it's just a great garage cruiser. Oh, I'm into, yeah, I'm into that weird type of year where I'm, you know it's cool enough to be in the garage and do some you know dick around on some motorcycles, have some some brews, and it's comfortable. So I like to have a fresh stash of Centennial there. And the other one I'm gonna throw in is another one that I picked up. Uh, it's been like three of the last four weekends I picked up a four pack of M43. Oh, dude, yeah, it'll never not be a great beer. No, you know that one. Uh, for, it, we had to chase it initially when it first came out, and uh, and since then it's become easily more easily available. But also, it's easier to find fresh. You think? Yeah, because there was a. There Do were, you check
0: the bottom of the can? Yeah. Okay.
1: There were a couple instances when M forty three was still just a Michigan only beer, where you'd go up to uh, one of the convenience stores that shall remain nameless, and you know you'd you'd buy a couple of M forty three because they were sold in singles, and you'd look at flip it over and think, well, this is you know this is two months old, mm-hmm. but now you can get it uh, inside of three weeks off the uh, the canning line, so it's great, it's fresh, it will never not be fantastic. Okay.
0: So and
1: it's funny you and I have talked on the show before how like Two Hard it is like, you know, your wife's go-to. Mm-hmm. Like as long as you got your wife's go-to beer in the house, but M43 in addition to Two Hard there's another one that she and I both just slam. It's like, all oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't know what's cuz every time sometimes you go to the bottle shop, you don't know what you want. You're like, eh, I don't know." And what I
0: am I in the mood for? Is it a porter this time, is it something darker, is it something yeah, like a little lighter?
1: Or you don't want to put all the thought into it. You just want to go, get some beers and just chill for a bit. Mm-hmm. So that M43 is always a great one and 16 bucks ish, 15 for a four it's It's not something I'm gonna drink a ton of, but it is nice every once in a while to get a couple of four packs together and say, hey, tonight's 743 night. Yeah, Zachary, your turn
0: what when I go to the liquor store and I'm like not sure what I want to drink. I usually go back to the back in the cooler where they've got those like 22 ounce cans of the two Harder, and I'm like, oh, that'll that'll do me all right. And they're like $1.99 so I'm like, yeah, I'll go I'll go with that. Um, so I tried I started my Tuesday evening with a double the Galaxy Imperial from Bare Hands. That one is a phenomenal beer the strong 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 but not um, not so strong that you're like, whoa this is a there's a lot of alcohol in this it's so smooth too. It's got a nice like backbone um, malt backbone that goes with the galaxy hop in there and it's it's pretty delicious.
1: Yeah, it's funny. When I was younger, early in my craft beer days, the malt that that malt taste and mm-hmm. uh, and everything that comes along with a maltiness in a beer, I didn't care for at all. No, but on a real stiff IPA, you know, you get that that really hard West Coasty sort of like. Oh, we have yeah. you swallow it? Same thing. The same thing with porters and stouts, though. If there's a good malt, I I appreciate it much more now than I did. I used to think this balance. Yeah. I used to think this beer's terrible. <laughs> but now I go, oh okay, good. I like,
0: I like the balance. Yeah. and I like the yeast. Um, speaking of, this it, is it was really interesting, and I was just picking it up. I I didn't particularly care for it as much as I thought that I would, but. The Voodoo Ranger Higher Plane IPA. Had
1: some of those this week. Yeah,
0: that's a double IPA. Another Imperial.
1: It's the strongest in the Voodoo Ranger series.
0: Yeah, and and you could tell. I could feel it. I was like, I ended up falling asleep on the couch because it it was that strong.
1: Yeah, what is it, 8 point something? 8.1, 8.8? 8.5, because I say they drink pretty good. Because they started selling the Voodoo Ranger variety packs, which I'm a sucker for, too. You pick those up, it's like 18 bucks and you've got all the series. You've got the American Haze, you've got the Juicy, you have the Regular, and you have the Higher Plane. Yeah. Wish they'd bring back the 1985 Ranger from the summer.
0: I didn't have that one, I don't think. I never got that one. Mm. I had the American Haze, but... Well, maybe next summer. Maybe next summer. Um, and then the the last one that I'm going to throw in is one that my brother reminded me of because he's like, "Hey, when you come down for Thanksgiving, we got to try this dunkel." I, I cannot remember the last time that I had a Dunkle, but if you can find a Franziskaner dunkel, the vice beer, it's good. All right, it's really good, it, and it's like a five percent. Especially if you're kind of getting into the craft beer game, you want to try a couple of different kinds. I know that it's more like it's more like international, not so much craft, but Francis Conner's good.
1: I need to do more research into some of that international stuff because every bottle shop has that section where you're like, "All right, here's the weird yeah. Germany stuff."
0: I got that last year when uh, I got the uh, the Christmas yeah the advent calendar advent calendar.
1: Yeah, uh, you know what? We should have a special try to. We'll try to slam an advent calendar next month, maybe.
0: What uh, about create our own?
1: Hey, I like that. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll do it on the Music of My Beers Facebook group. Let's do it. Create our own advent calendar. Every once in a while we'll stop down on the show and talk about uh, a beer related article from uprocks.com. It's a, a kind of a mm, like a hive blog. There's several you could, there's like a sports yeah. one. It used to be it used to be a whole pile of different blogs that all sort of just joined forces and became one about uh, 10 or 15 years ago. I like Uproxx. They talk. They write a lot about uh, high end whiskeys. They write a lot about um, other high end liquors. They cover the Great American Beer Festival, and uh, every year, every month, they'll grab uh, some some beer enthusiasts and bartenders and say, "Hey, what are the beers we should be looking at for this month?" Ooh. So we're going to run down uh, the beers that they say we should be looking out for in the month of November, and uh, one of them is Sierra Nevada's twenty twenty Bigfoot. We've huh. we've all had their Bigfoot. Bar, uh, Sierra Nevada's barley wine is their Bigfoot. It's always nine nine and a half percent. Yeah. It's a really great barley wine. It's a little hard to find, but this was one of the first beers I remember having that was over 9%, and I remember thinking, this this is strong, like, why is my face so hot? <laughs> you know, and I didn't know a lot about barley wine. I didn't know typically how strong it was or what kind of flavor profile I could expect, but uh, a friend of mine gave me one, and I had it. I thought, beer shouldn't
0: be this strong. I know. And that's what that strong ale that we had last week reminds me of. That reminds me of a little bit of a barley wine, the Firestone Walker one that we had.
1: Yeah. Uh, another one, we need to be on the lookout. I've seen this on store shelves here around town. You can pick it up from New Belgium. It's the Accumulation. It's their Belgian-style IPA.
0: Yeah. Those those are interesting because you typically get, like, everything that you would normally get in an IPA. But then they throw in that Belgian yeast, which adds a little bit of the ye- estuary flavors, a little more banana to it.
1: Yeah. And because Bell's had a winter white they used to, and I think they've recently renamed it. But that was the same yeah. sort of flavor profile where you get that uh, that... You're right, that banana-y sort of uh, – I didn't really care for it the first time I tried it, but after you have a couple and it's cold outside, mm-hmm. you fall right into that. But Belgians make a great, excellent uh,
0: cold-weather beer. I agree. I think Belgians like Tripels and Quadrupels, um, those are – and Strong Ales and whatever you know yeah. you can find from the Belgian region um, are really good because they, they typically are malt-heavier, and I would say anything for this time of year, going for a malt-heavier beer would be mm-hmm. ideal.
1: Uh, another one is the uh, Texas uh, Brewery Raw and Sons Winter Warmer. Oh, I do like winter warmers. I've heard of these guys. I've never had any of their stuff, though. I don't know if it's available locally. One that is, though, they say uh, Big Midwest Drop, they call it, the Christmas Ale from Great Lakes.
0: That's a good beer.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's a good one. And also, it's funny, because when you see it on store shelves, you're like, ooh, vacation's close. Yeah. Winter vacation's <laughs> getting close. There's the holly berries on the, on the bottle. Uh, and I think breweries can be hit or best with their Christmas offerings. Sometimes you're like... Uh, this is a little too spiced you know spiced for me.
0: I'll, I'll hit a Christmas offering that is not too spicy and it's it's one of my favorite Christmas beers to have. It's not Stella Artois, but one of my favorite Christmas beers. I'll hit that in news and some notes.
1: All right. Uh, and the next one we talked about funky beers you'll see on the uh, on the the part of the Belmont or the part of the chalet or the citywide where they have all the funky weird you know and I've had this one before and it's fun because it comes with a little plastic animal attached to it but it's the uh, the a celebrator ale.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: I had it was actually for a Christmas party here one year. Somebody got me for a secret Santa gift and got me a four pack of that. It's a Doppelbach. It's I, it's Bavarian.
0: I know who it was, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, cuz nobody around here keeps your secret Santa stuff uh quiet, but nope. It's really great, but also it's, it's a great sort of entry to a to to a Doppelbock style if you're not really sure about it. You know, one of the last things you want to do is, is have have like the best in show of whatever style mm-hmm. it is because then the rest of those you're going to enjoy are going to be kind of crappy, you know? So it's a a great, I think, uh, foot in the door. And plus you get the little plastic goat, I think, horse. What was it? You gotta keep it. (laughs) It's on a string that's attached around each bottle. Oh, really? Yeah, super bizarre. (laughs) I imagine there's a thing you could read into and uh, and find out more about it. But those are are our suggestions. And if you have any beers you think we ought to be chasing down, go ahead and jump in on our Facebook group and say, Hey, idiots, try this one. It's friggin amazing.
0: You know what I like to drink right around Thanksgiving? Because of saving one from Halloween? I like to drink a pumpkin. With my pumpkin pie.
1: Oh, I know. Not too bad. I don't know if you saw it earlier. Uh, we were talking about seasonal recipes, and a lot, I know a lot of people start sipping bourbon around this time of year. Getting to some of the uh, the hard liquor. Yeah. You see that recipe that was that uh, founders tweeted out about their KBS cocktail you can make. No. It's two ounces of your favorite bourbon, four ounces of KBS, and then a splash of like half and half. I tweeted. Ooh. I tweeted it out from music of my beers. uh... Twitter account a couple of about a week and a half ago, but it looks really good. But also, it's one of those ways to maybe burn through some of that old KBS I have laying around. <laughs> you know, <laughs> take your beer, mix it with liquor, add a little milk,
0: huzzah! Yeah, it kind of sounds like a white Russian, just it, a little bit. Yeah,
1: it, it sort of looked that way, but man, the the glass they had with the, the way the, the cream splashed in a sort of marble oh. a little bit it looks so sexy.
0: Maybe, maybe we'll have to do those for the holidays. Yeah, maybe it'll be the official drink
1: of my upcoming Thanksgiving vacations. <laughs> yeah. What would you get done on the uh, vacation? Oh, nothing, just shortened my life by about seven years, drinking, you know, <laughs> drinking stout and whiskeys. Oh, man. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, we have a little bit of music to my beers to get to before Zach and I hit the road, so uh, hold our hands. Join with us.
0: Oh, yeah. We are almost... Uh, we're getting ready to hit the road, dude. I cannot wait.
1: We're going to Dark Lord. There's really not a song for that. It's probably wise that we split one today, too. Yeah. You know, as yeah. We-, <laughs> we didn't each have one. We split one.
0: Um, there's several things to look forward to, other than, like we mentioned earlier in the show, Dark Lord Day um, is... And has been going on since I wanna say this past Thursday was the first pickup date. Yeah,
1: they're doing the fifth through the ninth. So okay. uh, I think today and uh tomorrow are your, your last days.
0: Yeah, and thank you for telling me about that too, because I was like super excited. I'm like, let's let's go, let's try to make a like a whole thing of it. It's like and
1: Jack, like, wait, don't buy your ticket yet, let's coordinate We can make it a show event write it off on our taxes.
0: I know uh, our our buddy Brandon from Niles Brewing Company, he he got today too, so we might pass him, you know, out there.
1: It was funny. When Three Floyds did the initial release of the uh, the vintage stuff earlier in the year, some people were talking about when they went, like when they actually went to the brewery. There were lines of cars that went like down the block and out. When I finally got there later in the day, there was nobody there. I was literally just me and like, one car behind me. So we might encounter a line a little bit later on today. We might okay. not.
0: Oh, so you're saying we should bring some stuff. We're I'm also just kidding. we going
1: to hit that frigging White Castle there at the entrance.
0: <laughs> yeah. Crave case. Um, so, uh, other than that to look forward to today, I would say that in the coming months and drinking days ahead, and I, I mentioned this earlier in the show, I get excited about this IPA every single year. This is one of the few IPAs that I'll actually drink during the winter time because it's so good and it's a fresh hop IPA. Hmm. Sierra Nevada's Celebration is now out on shelves. Okay, And that it's, it's a kind of a Christmas ale, but I, I, it, it has no Christmas resemblance whatsoever like there's no like berries or anything added to it other than it's just a fresh hop no like nutmeggy weird kind of uh all spice sort of taste no and it is so good it's it's really good i think I, i don't think i've had one of those in a long long time i'll have to go back and revisit that pick up a 12 pack and it's like it's very very friendly to the wallet
1: yeah, and it, it's, I always like Sierra Nevada, because my mom is not a big craft beer person, but she, for whatever reason, like five or six years ago, latched on to Sierra Nevada's Pale Ales, like her beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty, I'm like, hey, you know, my 60-something-year-old mother's down with the Sierra Nevada. This is great. It's a good flagship, mom. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll hand her, you know, a stout or something. She's like, this is disgusting. <laughs> this isn't even beer, Warren.
0: <laughs> Sorry, mom. Speaking of not even being like a beer, my brother would call this like more of a cocktail. But uh, Bell's Old Fashioned Holiday Ale, did you see that they were releasing that? I did. Yeah. Bourbon Barrel-Aged Scotch Ale with orange peel and cherry.
1: That does sound like a very old school cocktail.
0: It's going to clock in at 10.8%. All right. I'll probably pick at least one of those up. Maybe we'll try to split one of those in the coming weeks. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that that comes out here soon. Um, the other thing that I was just going to throw in is that we had this last week, the 23rd annual Firestone Walker. The 24th annual um, will be coming out really soon as well. Hey. trail All
1: right, we should pick one of those up.
0: Yeah. Well, we got our next couple of split ones all taken care of. Yes. Uh, to wrap
1: things up really quick, follow us on social media, join our Facebook group, hit up our Instagram, our Twitter, and our Facebook, and, uh, and follow us, because Zach and I are off to 3 Floyd. So have a great day, y'all. We'll see you on the road. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.